3: Get ready. It's time for... Operation Late Night Excitement. Uprated Late Night Radio. The awesomest night of all time. After dark.
0: It's Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. You deserve a fun night. On
2: King of OX. hello there, and happy Monday. It's Hancock and Kelly. If you're disappointed that you're not hearing Cardinal baseball right now, no worries. There'll be a doubleheader tomorrow. There'll
0: be so much of it, we won't be able to take it all in tomorrow. First game's at, what, 2 o'clock tomorrow? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah, and it's going to be a traditional doubleheader. So... Two nine inning games. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They're going to have probably a thirty minute intermission between Not in games on the ballpark, right? And uh, so it's going to be an old time doubleheader. I used to go to those as a kid on Sundays. I loved them. Yeah. Uh, and they'd be the games would be over by six seven o'clock at night. And they'd start at twelve thirty or whatever. Those were those were the
2: best. Really? That's yeah. back when baseball went a little bit quicker than it does now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I saw a doubleheader against the Dodgers one night. The game didn't get over. It was here. And it was a it was a twilight doubleheader, so it started at five thirty. The second game went I can't remember. We had a rain delay, right? And then the game went like twelve innings, and uh-huh. it was and almost you one leave. o'clock. No, of course, John not.
2: Hancock's never going to leave.
0: Not no, uh uh-uh. not not then.
2: Good for you. Yeah, but how buddy.
0: old do you think you were for that one? I was probably seventeen or
2: eighteen. I was, you know. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. you could have gone all night. I, I yes. And I about could've. twenty years after that, you could have gone all night too with a little uh, liquid courage. But now. I can't, I'd be lucky to stay away yeah. through this program. Did you stay up for last night's game? Uh, I did. How awesome was that? Yeah. And
0: I had it on, but we had, uh, we had the grandbaby over.
2: Right. Oh. So we, uh,
0: it, her first, uh, first visit to, uh, Yaya and Papa's house. How,
2: well, first of all, how was that as a grandparent, uh, to, to have the baby? Were you, were you babysitting or was the whole family? No. There?
0: We're babysitting next weekend. Uh huh. Um, so, but uh, the, no, the kids were over, my father-in-law came over, it was fun. So, so
2: let's talk about being the babysitter, and then we'll go back to what you did last night, but you realize that next week, your little princess is going to show up at your house yeah. with a baby, yeah. and is going to drop off about 300 pounds of stuff. Right. You know what I mean? There'll be oh, a yeah. bag for this, there'll be special food for yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. this this is her blanket she lays on, this right. is the machine she needs to do this, uh-huh. and blah, 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 blah. And then she's going to talk you through how to feed a baby, how to properly change a diaper. I fed her. I changed her diaper. Yeah. But you know this is going to happen, right? Oh, yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. I always thought it was hysterical when the babies were dropped off to my folks' house and the girls were all sitting there telling some people who've had six of us. (laughs) Yeah, right. You know, how they need to take care of these kids. (laughs) So, but last night, you you had the baby there. You were, what, playing Pictionary? We played Scattergories. What is that? That's uh, a great game. You get a
0: card, and then you roll a letter cube, and all the answers have to start with whatever letter uh. pops up and... Yeah. Nice. So it's fun.
2: So categories. we had categories on the ball field last that night. That was something else. So, uh, first of all, Yachty hit a home run, a monster, where well, they broke the record yesterday um, of most wins together. They did. Uh, of a battery. Yep. Uh, they're still chasing. Whose
0: record did they break, Michael? Let's see if you know the answer to
2: um, I have no clue. What great
0: left-hander for the uh, Milwaukee Braves back in the day, Warren Spahn and oh. Del Crandall. Who went on to be a big big league manager as well? Great catcher Del Crandall and uh, Warren Spahn, one of the all time three hundred game winner, uh, one of the all time greatest pitchers in Major League Baseball history. Yachty and Weno have broken that record.
2: And should everyone stay uh, healthy, fingers crossed, they will break the all time just starts of games together. Right. Correct? Yes, that's incredible. Yeah.
0: Wayno missed one turn, so as long as uh, yeah, if everybody's health holds out, I think they needed twenty-two starts, something like that, going into the season, and they'll get those. And Wayno looked, Wayno looked good. Wayno looked last solid
2: night. last night. He got run support. Yachty gets in there and hits a McGuire-esque home run.
0: That relief pitcher we had was not very good. What are you uh, talking about? Uh, in the ninth inning, that guy. Uh, the veteran. Oh, yeah. It yeah. Was Pools. How awesome uh, was that? <laughs>
2: Apparently, <laughs> it was his idea. Yeah. Apparently, he yeah. went to Ollie Marmel and said, hey, why don't you just let me pitch a ninth? Let's not get somebody up. And he also entered uh, a unique club
0: with that relief appearance last night.
2: He and what? Babe Ruth? Yes. People over 600 the home runs? Home runs who have pitched in Major League Baseball. Yeah. That's... Uh, I wonder if there'll be anybody who ever uh, joins that. Uh, oh, however, oh, Shohei Ohtani—he has a potential. Good, yeah. Hey, um, as it related to Albert pitching last night, I don't know if you saw it, and uh, it's all—I it was so entertaining that it—I I don't necessarily remember the order in which it went down. but yeah. Ava Longario, am I saying his name right? Evan Longoria. Evan Longoria yeah. slaps a ball out into the outfield, gets to first base. They throw the ball in. Albert's holding the ball. And all of a sudden, Ava Evan is yelling from first base. He says, Albert, Albert. And Albert looks over at him. He says, I want to keep that ball. Yeah. <laughs> and so they threw the ball into the dugout. I mean, and who wouldn't want? I mean, if you got a hit off of Albert Pujols, I'd want that ball. Well, you gave up two home runs, too. Yeah, um, you don't get those balls back. No, four runs in the ninth inning. Cardinals
0: win it 15-6 to six last night. It was an offensive explosion. I'll tell you who. Goldschmidt and Arenado, buddy. I mean, they're just off the charts right now.
2: Well, Goldschmidt in particular, but Arenado's just such a stud. Oh yeah. I mean, just to, yeah. just his saunter to the the plate. Every yeah. time he gets up there, I'm convinced he can do anything.
0: And I'll, let me tell you, this Juan Yepes, uh-huh. who's been spelling Tyler O'Neill, who's really struggling. Uh, Juan Yepes has been just incredible, and he had such a rough spring training. You know, there was a lot of talk. The Cardinals brought him up for the playoffs last year. He didn't get in a game. But a lot of people thought he was going to make the team out of spring. He, he had a rough spring, so they sent him down. But man, since he's been up,
2: uh-huh. uh, he
0: has been nothing but excellent. Well, he we kind of d- looks like Albert Pujols when he when he stands up
2: at the plate. I think. Yeah, and we also have the situation. Uh, who's the the big thoroughbred we have down? Is he in Springfield or in Memphis? Uh, Nolan Gorman. Nolan Gorman. Yep, he's tearing it up. Star- still striking out What positions out a lot. he
0: plays? He's Playing second base. He's a natural third baseman, but that's not happening here, right? Uh, and. You know, the, the problem with calling him up is, A, he strikes out a lot. Uh, B, if you move Edmund to shortstop and put Nolan Gorman at second base, you're going to weaken your defense up the middle for a team that really doesn't have a lot of strikeout pitchers. So that, that defense up the middle is very important. And And I think there's a lot of reasons. And they don't want to bring him up unless they're going to play him every day. And they don't want to bring him up to be a designated hitter. So, you know, remains to be seen. They may end up having
2: to move him. Uh, to to fill a hole somewhere. Wow. Well, it's a surprise show for Hancock and Kelly on a Monday night when the Cardinals return tomorrow with a doubleheader. You'll be able to hear all the pregame and both games right here on KMOX. But while you have a surprise that it's Hancock and Kelly, it's no surprise that John Hancock, Jr., our sports insider, will join us next on KMOX. I have been thinking all evening about how to best say this.
0: Now, back to late night with Hancock and Kelly on KMOX.
2: Welcome back to the Mighty Mox. It's Hancock and Kelly. Hey, one of us will be in the studio tomorrow, about, well, 12 hours from right now. That's none other than John Hancock. That would be me. You're sitting in there with Amy Mark's course tomorrow.
0: Yeah, and you know, I'm glad you mentioned something because I had forgotten about that. Yeah. I was thinking about what are, I. I've got a, I got a bunch of stuff i got to get done tomorrow, but that's not important.
2: I will now. be with Amy on Wednesday. And Thursday. And Thursday I'll be with Amy. Uh, so uh, tune in. And then, of course, you have Hancock and Kelly, our regular gig on Friday, 830 to 11. And our regular joins us right now, the Sports Insider, John Hancock, Jr. How are you, sir?
4: Hey, now. I'm doing great. How are you all?
2: <laughs> Fine. How's that weather up there, brother?
4: Not too bad. It's uh, cooled down a bit this week, but, you know, it's... Uh... Not too bad here in the Windy City.
0: Michael and I had occasion to be in Chicago, a difficult situation, but we were both there. And uh, we went over to Gibson's there. What would you call that, the the Viagra Triangle? Is that what you call it? Yeah, that?
2: I don't know that you needed to tell the whole world I call oh, it that. Right. But, yeah, the Viagra Triangle, which is right there at State and Rush Street. Yeah. Which is essentially, wealth. it's a bunch of old guys with money. Yeah. Um, you know, sitting around looking at young girls. So we went over.
4: It's kind of like, imagine, uh, Bar Napoli and Clayton (laughs) stretched over a few blocks. (laughs)
2: There you go. (laughs) So, uh,
0: so we met up with, uh, John Hancock from Chicago and, uh, what'd you, what'd you end up having for lunch that day?
4: I had a burger. Um, people don't want to hear, people don't want to hear about what I had for lunch. Have you guys been watching these NBA playoffs?
0: Unbelievable. Lots of game sevens taking place. Now, I guess. The conference finals are upon us.
4: Yeah, a couple of game 7s last night and how about this? So the ratings are up 23% from last year, 29% from 2019 and there's no LeBron James. So the NBA it's growing league and people worried about post LeBron how would it be in terms of popularity? Games never been better.
2: Well, he's not going away, but I can tell you right now, I've been tracking the NBA playoffs. I've probably caught, you know, 25, 30% of the games, which is a lot for me at the beginning of the playoffs.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Most people just start tuning in now uh, once we get down to the final four. So, is, is
0: basketball as intense in the postseason in the same way that hockey is, where everybody's game is elevated? All of the tension is heightened. Uh, there's a lot of passion and conflict on the floors. Is it, is it similar like that in basketball?
4: So, game seven definitely has the same intensity throughout, uh, but. In a non-elimination game, I would say you're not on the edge of your seat like you are in hockey. Obviously, goals are much rarer in hockey. Um, so the first period feels much more intense in a hockey game than the first quarter does. Of yeah, the NBA games game. last
0: night weren't weren't very competitive, though, those Game 7s.
4: No, it was Jason Tatum and Luka Doncic uh, taking their teams to victory.
0: Yeah, and how about Jason Tatum? Uh, the Celtics, uh, they're in the conference final.
4: Call from Mom.
0: Answer it. Call silenced.
5: put the spring back into your step and into your home too. shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45%, up to 45% off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply.
0: Olson. I haven't tracked them of late. Is this one of the farthest runs they've had in a while?
4: So this is actually uh, Tatum's third time in five years going to the Eastern conference finals. Oh, Okay. Um, hasn't gotten the win yet, but you know, he's gotten better and better every year and they had a, Very winnable series against the Heat. The first time he made it up as a rookie, they were against LeBron when he was in Cleveland. Still took him seven games. But, you know, I like Tatum's odds and the Celtics' odds to win the East and head to the finals.
0: So you're picking the Celtics over the Heat in the East. In the West, you got the Golden State Warriors and the Dallas Mavericks. Golden State's a team that I think has surprised some people in this playoff run.
4: Absolutely. A lot of people haven't been paying attention and thought, oh, they're past their prime, they're washed up. They still have Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green. They got Jordan Poole. They drafted him in 19. He's really coming to his own this year. Um, A lot of people picked them to win the West heading into the playoffs, and I don't see any reason to go against them now.
2: So you're taking – who is that you're taking?
4: Uh, I'm taking the Warriors and Celtics in the championship. However, the Dallas Mavericks, Luka Doncic, and you guys are going to think I'm blasphemous for saying this, is putting up the most Jordan-esque playoff run we have seen since Michael Jeffrey Jordan with the Dallas Mavericks. If Spencer Dinwiddie and Jalen Brunson can step up, I don't count those Mavericks out. Spencer Dinwiddie? He'd think with all that yeah. money he could change his name <laughs> or something. You know? he, he, dropped, so he dropped 30 points uh, out of nowhere yesterday, and him and Doncic were the first duo to drop 30 in a game seven since Shaq and Kobe. So wow.
0: I'm going to go out on a limb. Now, this Doncic fellow, uh, he's not from he's not from around here, is he?
4: No, he is a Slovenian.
0: Oh, wow. He's got to be the greatest Slovenian basketball player in history. Well,
2: they've always had typically good teams there.
0: Yeah, but he's yeah, got to no, be the greatest Slovenian basketball player in history.
4: They have. And how about this? So in his first 23 playoff games, he has more points, rebounds, and assists than LeBron James did in his first 23. And he's got more rebounds and assists than Jordan and only three okay. less points.
2: All right. Let, let, let's, just, let's just deal with this right now. For a second there, I was beginning to think that uh, LeBron James is becoming your Baker Mayfield of the NBA because uh, it seems like you're making a hypothesis that a hypothesis that LeBron's done and it's over with.
4: No, he's not done. He's not over with. He's just getting old. You he, he can't compare him to Baker Mayfield. I mean – he's done more in half a season than Baker could ever dream to aspire in a career. Uh, but LeBron, you know, he's got a, I don't think the Lakers are going to be able to put a team around him with him and Westbrook commanding their salaries. He's just old, needs more rest. But the fact that he's still playing is the level he is at 37. Yeah. Is honestly incredible. He, he treats his body like a temple and you well, can tell.
2: So then the second bone I'd like to pick with you is Luke Doncic. He's an incredible ball player. But you're, you're giving him Jordan-esque praise. I, I, don't, I don't know that you fully grasp how big of an accolade that is that you're handing out there. Michael Jordan, he, he, LeBron James doesn't hold a candle to Michael Jordan. I can promise you this guy doesn't.
4: Well, I'm not saying he holds a candle to Michael Jordan, but this performance is the best we have seen, dare I say, since. And numbers don't lie.
0: I mean he's putting the numbers up and it's uh, and it's not a it's not a particularly small sample size either because our good friend Luca whatever his last name is is uh, he's been in the league now for a few years.
4: He hasn't this is the first year he's made it past the first round. You might be tempted to say oh small sample size he hasn't played anyone. He All played right, the Clippers with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard those first
0: two. How years. about the Saint Louis and Jason Tatum? Uh Yeah. That's a guy that I've got my eye on. He he had a great game last night.
4: He did, um, coming off the 46 points in Game 6, where he put the team on his back. And the thing with Tatum is he makes his teammates around him better. Grant Williams, he struggled shooting earlier, ended up with a career-high 27 points because Tatum kept working to get him the ball.
0: Well, we will be uh, keeping our eyes peeled to see the uh, Golden State Warriors and the Boston Celtics hook up in the NBA Finals. That's what uh, John Hancock has predicted right here on The Voice of St. Louis. So are you uh, keeping up with the Cardinals much?
4: I am. I saw Albert Pujols made a mound appearance last night.
0: <laughs> yeah, two dingers. He's got a 36 ERA, but that's okay. Yeah, uh, he's going to the Hall of Fame, and so is Yadi Molina. Man, his home run last night was a monster. He's his bat is starting to heat up.
4: Yeah, let's hope it. He keeps it going. It was a tough start, but. You know, I hope Yadi stole some pep in his step and can keep performing. We need we need some of the veterans to step up on this lineup.
0: Well, he's got a stolen base to his credit already this year, so uh, he's he's got a little pep in that in that step. Uh, and Adam Wainwright, uh, he had a couple of rough outings earlier uh, in the season, but his last couple have just been superb. And he was he was on again last night. This is a guy. He's four and three now. He is, has a legitimate shot at 200 wins for his career. I would have never thought I would see that happen. You think he gets to 200?
4: You know, he's got a shot, but honestly, I am stunned that he's still putting up the performances he is. I thought he was done a couple years back. He's come out. He's proved me wrong every season since then, still finds out a way to get there and get it done. I saw him in Yanni just... Uh, didn't they just break the record for most starts by a battery?
0: Not starts yet. It's most games won. So the, not necessarily that Wainwright's gotten the win, but they've won more games where the two of them have started than any battery mates in baseball history, surpassing Warren Spahn and Dale Crandall, uh, two players that, uh, well, they're before your time. They're before yeah, are before Spawn. of Yeah, of course. That was the old, uh, for the Braves back in the day, you know what their slogan was. What? They had Warren Spahn and Johnny Sane. Yeah, they're two best pitchers. Oh yeah, yeah. And their their slogan was "Spawn, Sane, and Pray for Rain."
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what they that's what they did. They won the World Series in 1957. Did uh, did those guys? And Hank Aaron was the MVP of baseball that
2: year. When did you start like uh, processing uh, baseball stats in your brain, like you know some people would do for? Asks they do in their regular lives. <laughs> well, I you just, know some stuff. I do know some stuff. Uh, Junior, are you a uh, one of these encyclopedia guys that can throw out stats too?
4: Not, not quite to the level of senior, but you know I have my moments.
0: He does have his moments. We'll we'll do uh, we'll do quiz each other sometimes, and uh, uh, he's pretty good. He knows his stuff. Well, right, you know, he, you got to get him in his sweet spot in the early two thousands forward. Right. But, you know, but still he's pretty good.
2: How many home runs did Ken Griffey Jr. hit? 600 and
0: hold on give me a minute Ken Griffey Jr. hit 600 I want to say 630
4: I think that's right I'm looking it up
0: oh yeah Uh the number six hundred and thirty. Hey, you yeah. know that? Yeah, I you did, knew that. I didn't know that. That's yeah. so. And I will
4: say this: once he said it, I it sounded right. I have seen that.
2: Yeah. Wow, you guys, boy, what? So, what would you guys do at nighttime? Just sit around and quiz each yeah, other? We'll like, it, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Oh, it's it's a barrel of monkeys. Yeah, it's
4: all, it's a blast bonding over the like mid two thousand Chicago Cubs with.
2: <laughs> Heesop Choi, Soriano. I guess it makes me feel better about the fact that I'm relegated to playing snooker with (laughs) him because I wouldn't remember who hit how many home runs. How many's Albert got right now? Uh, He's well, he's got six hundred and eighty something, eighty-one, I think. Yep. Well,
0: that's our weekly visit. Six eighty-two, I think. Well, <laughs> is that the
2: conclusion of our weekly? Business?
0: I think it is because we got to we got to move along. John Hancock has been our guest as he is uh, on these Monday nights when we are fortunate enough to be with all of you. And there is no Cardinal baseball. John, have yourself a good evening. Thanks for joining us. And when we come back, Michael,
2: I'm going to talk to you about the Golden Bear. The Golden Bear.
4: On
3: a
2: now back to late night with Hancock and Kelly. I
4: love it at
1: night on King of OX.
0: Welcome back to Hancock and Kelly. It's Monday evening. It is the 16th of May, I do believe. And uh, Michael Kelly is alongside. You were telling me a fascinating. Story.
2: Oh, I want to. I want to interrupt you real quick. Yeah. Because
0: yeah.
2: we were just having a good conversation offline yeah. here, and it was a couple of weeks ago we were having this conversation, and I asked you, do you ever buy the off-brand or?
5: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. is the mark of a fighter.
2: And you then informed me that Hydrox had been along around yeah, longer than right, Oreos. Correct. But uh, so I are you a person who will get the um, the, the name brand or are you a person who'll get depends the depends on the product.
0: Yeah. Depends on the product. And so uh, now I find a lot of the generic products at Snooks to be very good, for I, example. I
2: was just gonna tell you I've discovered the best generic yep. product out there. So I'm you you're into Club Soda. Yes. I'm into this bubble water. Yep. That's what I call it. It's uh, LaCroix, Polar yeah, yeah. Springs, Perrier, all that kind of stuff. I like it. A little flavor, no yeah. uh, zero calories. Well, the other day I went to go buy my you know, canned water, and I was at the Schnucks, and they didn't have any other than the Schnucks brand. Hmm. I have discovered at half the price... I like the Schnooks brand oh, better than the name yeah, brand. Stuff on most it's got things. more bubbles in it. Yeah, and, and that's bubbles. what I like. I want bubbles. More like, bubbles. How do you count the bubbles? In well, you know what I mean. Just the taste when it hits your mouth and it goes in there. You know, it's 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 extra. um bubbles. What do they call that they stuff? Call carbon them carbon di- carbonation. Yeah. 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 There's more carbonation than you get in. Like a Lacroix, they're very limited bubbles in a Lacroix. Well, a French, it's passive. Yeah, we, we yeah, the French it. don't. They don't like a lot of bubbles. They don't like the bubbles. I mean, I mean
0: the champagne, of course. Yeah, uh, but the Lacroix is which that's how you say that. Lacroix,
2: Lacroix, La Croix. La Croix. La Croix. You know how they say um, the word uh, that they don't call it grapefruit taste. Yeah. Like you and I, if I pulled it out a little right. grapefruit, they call it Yeah. Huh? I don't know why, but that's the grapefruit tasting Lacroix mousse. Yeah. Do you like grapefruit? I do. Yeah. Did I you, can't. you eat them? Yeah. Except
0: you know now because of the medicine I'm on, they tell you that there's something yeah. in the grapefruit that, that oh, I can't that have You it can't uh, take it because of the medicine, which is I don't I don't understand
2: why the grapefruit and none of the other citrus. Yeah. You know, thank goodness not the other citrus because you were we spent some time together this weekend and you told me that you believe the lime may be the most under. Appreciated piece of fruit yeah, on the planet. No question about it. It's far better than the lemon. Well, the think. lemon
0: makes you pucker up, and you know, but the lime—it's uh, just—it's just a beautiful thing.
2: How many? Uh, where do you think they make all these limes? Because you know, you go to. Well, a they sp- grow them on the trees, Michael. No, I understand, but I mean, there's a. Think of how many limes are being grown <clears throat> in the world today. Think of how many drinks you order, even teas and Pepsi's. Stick and a lime stuff. on there. They put limes yeah, on absolutely. There. But well, just think of all those limes. Really? And you know what? Next time you're at a grocery store, go to a grocery store, stop in the middle of Missouri where there's nobody who lives there. They got limes. Yeah. Think about that. They don't grow any <laughs> limes anywhere around well, like, there. They, grow on, they literally grow on trees, Michael. But I'm not right. anywhere around here. No. But no. there's well, always just, there's never a shortage of limes, even in the wintertime. Plenty of limes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oranges go away. They don't have oranges all year yeah, round. So apples, you know, they're not all That's year what around. I say. The lime is underrated.
0: And... Yeah. uh you know, and I also like uh, I also like the bean, you know, the lime of bean is is very good as well.
2: Why well, how did you never get into the bubble waters? This that's I I think they call it seltzer water or uh, I like the, this club soda. Oh, man. I understand. It's essentially the same thing, but have you ever tried it with a little flavor? Yeah, I don't like most of the flavors. Really? Yeah. W- w- not a lime? You wouldn't drink a lime flavored well, seltzer. Well, th- here's the problem. Okay. If you're going to have a flavor. Uh-huh.
0: I want to I want to feel that sucker. I right. want the, you know and when you buy the water they put such little tiny bits of flavor in there it's like you're drinking it's water it's like
2: an effervescence it's, it's, it's not a full it, on taste
0: yeah and then I want if I'm going to if I want a lime buy gum I'm going to eat a lime I'm not going to sip on water that's got maybe a little tiny taste of lime
2: in it so what is your attraction to club soda the carbonation I like the carbonation you like the little burp it gives you after yeah, you have yeah, a nice yeah. soda that's the best you can dra- you
0: can gulp it you know yeah, I, I drink you'd... these liter bottles and you just gulp
2: them and sometimes. then you know you're going to have a little you know and little it quenches Thirst.
0: It does. It's it's and it's zero
2: calories. Now oh, I guess it's got a little shu- well, No, not sugar. Uh, salt. salt yeah, a little, little salt. A little teeny. But not much. Yeah. Right. It, they say it's indiscernible. Yeah. Yeah. When it's you know the, the, I thought uh, we were going to talk about Jack Nicholas. Well, I was. I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. I wanted to visit with you about the Great Bear, the Golden Bear. I don't know if you've heard what's been going on inside of golf. Yeah, we've talked about it. Yeah, but there's this push the, the with Saudis. this new Saudi golf league called Live that Greg Norman has been fronting. Uh, of course Mickelson's all caught up in it saying that he uh, knew these are bad guys but that's how he's going to get more money out of them is accusing them of being bad guys Greg Norman in a press conference the other day who's the face of the Saudi league uh, when asked specifically you're being funded by KSM and the Saudis and he said well sometimes people make mistakes in life and you need to learn from your mistakes and move on this is talking about a man who ordered the killing. Yeah, it uh, shows you from a Greg Norman and, and, for that matter, a Phil Mickelson standpoint that the selfishness of their own thought process. Agreed. Yeah, that they are willing to discount the murder of a human being as, as a, as a negotiation. Well, and,
0: and understand too, that's an oppressive government over there. Uh, they got a lot of money uh, right. because they've got a lot of oil, but it's a, it's an oppressive government over well, there.
2: And how much money do they have? So this article comes out today that they offered. Jack Nicholas, yeah. arguably the greatest golfer of all time. Yeah. Uh, and surely he has the most um, major championships to, to make that argument. Uh, there, there's somebody else in that argument too. Sure. Uh, but um, $100 million. They offered him just to be the face of this league. Man. Which is just going to be eight golf matches around the world. Uh, where they were going to pull all these great folks up, the, you know, all the great golfers away. It's become a big political football, Aww. mainly led by whom I believe is conscious of the PGA, Rory McElroy, and others who are saying, no, we shouldn't be helping these people wash their money for sport purposes. But think about that 100 million. So how much money? He said no. Oh, good and, for him. and then he also put it in writing and said no to them. And he said, and FYI, I was one of the creators of the PGA Tour. I'm not about its destruction. Mm-hmm. But this uh, $100 million, I mean, these guys are just slinging money left and right, and uh, people's wills are going to be tested. It shouldn't even be an opportunity for Saudi Arabia to be able to do this. So stuff. do you think if be... Vladimir Putin was doing this, we wouldn't allow it? Right. Why are we allowing the Saudis to do it? Yeah. And well,
0: I mean, they're going to, I guess enough people are going to say yes eventually, right?
2: I don't think so. Uh, I think they've they're getting some significant pushback. I mean, that's really what's driving this Phil Mickelson uh, blackout right now is the horrible comments he made, and and, and Greg Norman has kind of made himself a pariah inside of golf. Mm-hmm. But John, this is not something that's going to be exclusive to golf. Golf is kind of one of the first sports that has tackled this. Actually, probably another sport with that's like saying comparison is soccer, world soccer. The Saudis had tried to do the same thing. And, of course, our own Stan Kroenke was involved in it. Of course. And that fell apart, thank what goodness.
0: Bad, what a bad dude. He turned
2: yeah. out to be. But, I mean, they're they're trying to take this to tennis. They're trying to take it to, you know, football, hockey, you name it. I mean, the Saudis want to make um, the Saudi Arabia and, and the Middle East the center of, of the world culture, and they're willing to pay whatever for it. And clearly they're willing to do whatever they need to people. To accomplish their means. Well, good for
0: Jack Nicholas for saying no to the money. Of course, he's got plenty of money, and uh, you know, but he, that w- would have to be a temptation for a lot of people. I guess. Uh, well, but
2: but he's so he's so secure in his money situation that even a hundred million is not going to blew him away, right? But you know, and all these guys have made so much money off of the backs of of the PGA, for them to turn their back. But it's a, it's a more it's a more global question of whether or not we're going to allow. The Saudis to be able to make themselves equal players with those of us in the free market world when that's not who. Well, we are. I
0: certainly, for one, hope not. Ditto. And uh, let's keep the old pro golf rolling just where it is. Well, we were just having a discussion before the show. And I guess you've been getting have been getting invited to parties that people are having inside their garages.
2: Yeah, uh, you—that's you, part of living in St. Louis. I've St. never, i never heard from? of such a thing. Well, you've never been to somebody's house for a graduation party or a birthday a, party, and it's in the garage. No.
0: Are you from St. Louis? Four three six seven nine hundred one eight hundred nine two five eleven twenty. As am I the only one that's new to this? Yes. Well, I'm, we'll talk about it I'm after this. I
2: introduced you to toasted ravioli too. X about to be a great night.
3: Really good tonight. Yeah, this is one hell of a night. Now, back to Late Night with Hancock
0: and Kelly on King of OX. Oh, yeah. It's Hancock and you, Kelly on a Monday night. You yes.
2: seriously have never been to a graduation party, a baptism party, uh, a no. birthday party, In a garage. family gathering? No. Uh, We're... There's a garage, people like set up tables and and you wind up eating in the
0: garage. I've, I've, I've gone to, I think maybe one party, but the party was inside the house. So. Yeah,
2: but the house isn't big enough for everybody to sit on the patio or the furniture and all that stuff. And so what they do is they set up tables and stuff in garages. I've you, never, I've never really. I, I, heard th- of such this a is thing. so St. Louis. Like I even know people, John, who like redo their their garage floor. You know how garage garage concrete's that kind of slick concrete. Well, and you got oil stains on there. Well, most people, you know, maintain that, especially if they're going to have people in, their garage in there to make sure, then they keep it clean. But they'll they'll change the floors, and they even have all their own garage furniture for when you are going to have folks. You can throw up a table, garage and some furniture. Years. Yeah, I can't believe you do. Well. I'm, I, so, I'll grant you this. All right. Earlier this past week, I was in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. And all of a sudden, and I was like, what is this, the Mexicans invading? Is uh-huh. that what, because it's Texas, right. so yeah, who right. knows what they think? Yeah. And they said, no, no, that's a tornado alarm. I said, well, should Oop. we go into the basement? And the guy looked at me, he said, there aren't no basements. Yeah, you don't have basements They don't in have Dallas. basements yeah. in Dallas. Why? I don't know. Why do we have them here in the Midwest?
0: Uh, I I don't know. I think it has to do with the uh, quality of the lime uh, soil. Yeah. And uh, you're able to pour the foundation underground there and uh, then build the house on top of that concrete foundation.
2: Well, you just made that up. I think there may be something to it in terms of the sandy stuff as it relates to the more south you go. But it is interesting that we have basements here and, and and they don't have them there because he was like we grew up with tornadoes and what we were taught to do is go into the bathroom yeah, and in the basement but there is no basement because no. i said let's go to the basement and the guy's like we don't we don't have a basement and i was like well what do we do he's like well we first we wait and see if there's a tornado and if there is we go into the the bathroom and i was like why the bathroom and they said well it's all the pipes and stuff that are there that gives it a better chance from blowing away huh crazy right that's very crazy and then we went out into his garage and had a party, um, which so you wouldn't understand. No, garage. I'm kidding about that. But that's uh, that th- that is a St. Louis thing: people having parties in their garage. I I, I believe you. I just None did. of your neighbors just like roll up the no. the garage door. Well, no. your 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 garage door is the back it of your may house. It may be
0: that, that people don't invite me anywhere. I mean, it could yeah. be that could be the explanation.
2: Well, you know, but most people's garages face the front and so like i was just at a graduation party for my nephew you know not too long ago we were at a party in the garage yeah my garage faces the rear yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so there there's a perfect example. Say you were going to have a party. Yeah. And you, your intentions were to sit out on the on the because the weather was going to be nice. But if it was going to rain, you don't want you got fifty people there. You can't have them all in your house. I've had fifty people in my house. Oh Lord, you're just not going to make this easy, are you? Well, I'm just Ma- saying, Michael. Uh, y- you 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 have been to a garage parties or a party that winds up being taking place in the garage?
4: Yeah, a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It you know it's just. You roll up the things. Sometimes you know if it's someone who doesn't necessarily have the nice things that you put on the ground. You just park the car maybe out in the street or something like that, and everyone mm-hmm. comes out and you know you just you yeah. got a fridge in the garage. Most right.
2: people have refrigerators in oh, the garage. I have, a yeah. I have
0: a fridge in the garage. You have yeah. a fridge in the garage. Yeah. What's in the fridge in the garage? A lot of club sodas. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Got some ice, some frozen stuff in there. Uh, so how
2: a- can you be such a St. Louis Hoosier and have a refrigerator in your Ulfurt. garage and not know? And not have had uh, some folding chairs and some lawn chairs to have people sit in your garage. A couple with. of half and halves. Uh, half and half in the garage. Would, it, well, because you got one in the fridge in the house, and then oh, it's a backup. It's A
0: backup half and
2: but half. Is that where you all store the toilet paper too? Is on top of the fridge out there in the, gro- no, the garage? No, 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 no. It's we got places for that. Well, so why would you go store the extra half? Half and half doesn't take up much space. Like your your spare garage, so But When gr- I, do the, garage I do the
0: grocery re- shopping, okay, yeah. let mm-hmm. me just say I stock the refrigerator. Yeah, I mean. Uh, you know, and it's so we have to have the extras but outside. Your, your
2: garage refrigerator is supposed to have like mass quantities of protein and meats. You know that you—that's where you keep your meats and cold beer. That's yeah. what you keep, and maybe some sodas. I don't drink sodas. So yeah, got some sodas. That soda goes in, in the garage, half and half. Ice cream, dairy—that doesn't go in the garage. Well, when are you he, ever going to use that stuff in the garage? You're never going to use it in the garage. But when it's gone
0: in the kitchen, you go to the garage and bring it, bring it in. That's how mm. it works. It's, it's it's extra.
2: It's that's interesting. Yeah, never been to a party in the. I have never been to a party. Where, in where, the where were your first parties when you were a kid? Did did did, you, did they have parties at the basements? You get invited yeah. over to your buddy's house. Yeah, and yeah. The boys and girls and the parents would say, "Leave the lights on, right?" And you all are down there partying. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you've had parties in a basement oh, before. Oh, I've had parties in my basement before. Really? Yeah. Huh. But not in your garage. Not my garage. Well, thank you for sharing. I mean, when
0: we had, uh, so I threw this killer party years ago. Uh-huh. And uh, it was sad, but uh, somebody in the ragtime community had passed away. hmm Big, big deal. Oh,
2: yeah. You, the people came in
0: from out of out of uh, town. Out of the country.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, for his funeral. And so I threw a party, a piano party at my house. Recorded the whole thing. Uh-huh. And um and it was just player after player after player after player all night long. And so we had the piano upstairs. I had my elect- electric keyboard downstairs in the basement. People were shooting pool down there, playing music. I mean, it was it was a phenomenal What
2: party. have you done with this recording?
0: Uh it's sitting on my uh, on my table in my office. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. What a cool thing.
0: It was very who cool. Who was the person who passed? Uh Trey Bertishner from St. Louis. Yeah. He was um, he was legendary in the ragtime community. He has the largest collection of player piano roles in the world. Wow! From the turn of the century, he'd written several books on ragtime, taught a course at Wash U about it, and was very loved and respected by everybody. Uh, he was a composer. He wrote some good good rags back in the day. And uh, who's He was the pianist for the St. Louis Ragtimers, who had a uh, about a fifty year career. Wow! Playing around town here and. And different places. He
2: actually had a course only on ragtime? Yeah. At Washington University. On the history of ragtime. Did anybody even show up and take oh, it? Oh, heck
0: yeah. How, who? Every, I mean, a There's lot of that people. many
2: people who want to learn about well, that they're willing to pay that kind of money if you like that history. kind of school yeah, to no, learn ragtime? That sounds fun. I would have taken that. Yeah. Oh,
0: if you Lord. like his. well, it's it's a fascinating history anyway, regardless. And, uh, and if you like history, let me just say that any kind of subject that plums the depths of, you know, a historic events uh is worth learning
2: so, we, we yeah. even
4: had classes when i was in college on the history of the titanic right i understand like but that, that's yeah.
2: the kind of stuff that hacked your parents off that you're there and you're paying with that of my time 150 dollars a credit hour you're to t- t- what do what badminton that's not going to get you anywhere in life ragtime's well, not going to get you anywhere got in got you, life it I got I you mean, a I'd degree thousand dollars for you titanic who sank the titanic <laughs> Lord, you went to class for that? That was a that was an iceberg uh, spoiler. Couldn't you just alert. watch the movie? He's
0: Michael Kelly. I'm John Hancock. Michael's long here on the, on the controls doing a splendid job. And uh, we've got one more hour to spend with all of you, and we'll do that after this
3: on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.